Hello and welcome to Party Pooper Podcast, episode 17 with Phil and Alethea. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I was listening to you. That's paying, okay. I was paying oh, attention to you. Thank you very much. I yeah, appreciate <laughs> that. It's mystifying. Uh, maybe I had you under my spell. Maybe. In a possession sort of way. Because today we're going to talk about spooky... Spooky things. Well, ghosts, but um, like haunted haunted places. Mm. But before we get to all the spooky stuff, what would you tell someone if if you met someone and they were like, Hey, what do you do as a hobby? And you're like, oh, I have a podcast with my fiance who forces me to make this podcast <laughs> with him. What would you, uh, what would you tell him it's about? Oh man, you, I always say the same thing. Yeah. Well, just on the spot. It's just very scattered. It's covering a lot of different subjects mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with no particular expertise on most. <laughs> right. Yeah. We aren't experts. Probably a lot of the times uh, me, like, bringing things up and you shitting on it. <laughs> or, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know now if you're actually that much of a pooper. I know. I mean, you were more in the beginning. I was thinking about that now recently. Now you seem to have turned the uh, t- turned a new leaf. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, turn new the cheek? other cheek. Oh, yeah, yeah, turn the other cheek. That's I was I was actually thinking about that the other day, and I was like, oh, maybe I should be, like, I don't want to force myself to act in a certain way, right. but I am supposed to be the party pooper. And yeah, well, I'm confident that it will wear its, oh, it will wear <laughs> its turdy its little head, head yeah. <laughs> every now and again, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, good. I feel the same way. Yeah. So normally I would talk about a cool beer or something that I'm trying, mm-hmm. but um, right now we're just enjoying a nice glass of wine yes, from, we four, are. from 40 Knots, which is nice, um, but we already talked about this one. Right. So instead, I'm just going to recommend a beer that okay. I haven't posted yet because I've got a huge backlog of beer photos. Well, and I'll we're recommend not... something too then. Okay, cool. So the one I want to recommend is from Ace Brewing Company, which is right here in Courtney, B.C., and they have, I'm not sure how to say the name of this one, um, but probably they intended it to be fuck bomb because it's just F oh. at sign yeah, 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 hashtag, yeah. well, pound sign, um, mm-hmm. percentage sign, exclamation mark. And it's a dry hopped mango apricot sour. Um, it was quite good and I liked it a lot. So, and, and that I have you to thank for that because... I would have never gone anywhere near sour beers before. Oh. And you started picking up on that. And then I started buying sour beers for you. And then before I knew it, I was buying sour beers for me. And who knows where this is going to go. So pucker up, buttercup. Right. Yeah, I don't like them when they're too sour, but I can well, handle I'm a little bit. Well, I'm glad to have helped you on your sour journey. Good. So uh, what do you want to recommend? I'm actually going to recommend... Uh, Something that I had a little homework with the other night. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to recommend BC Pink Kush, and it's probably not like a new thing for anybody out there, but um, so, yeah, I just started working somewhere, and uh, we are a dispensary. Alicia is a drug dealer. I'm not a drug dealer. <laughs> Anyways, I'm well, learning all kinds of stuff. You're a legal drug dealer. Legal, yeah. Okay. It's just, I don't like that. Term. I'm going to get you a business card that just says 
get out of here. Drug anyways, dealer. anyways, um, I'm I've only just just started there, so uh, I've got a lot of stuff to learn. Uh huh. <laughs> and because I'm not a very heavy consumer uh-huh. um, and I tend to stick more to tinctures and oils and edibles drinks and what whatnot um, so yeah I'm kind of making it my duty I'm taking it upon myself to try some of this stuff out because I think it's important I can't be selling stuff I don't know anything about and yeah I mean back in the day nobody really asked a lot of questions about like where strains are from or what kind of strain they were or all this stuff and mm-hmm. like now, you know, I'm, you know, listening to a lot of podcasts and I'm like looking up stuff on the internet as well as like going by what people I work with say and the information that we have there. And it's just, there's, it's really, I mean, it, it, it always was super interesting, but yeah, it's just pretty, it's pretty cool how much stuff you can learn. And, um, also it's interesting to learn that, and I won't get right into it, but a lot of people automatically come in and ask for the highest THC and that really doesn't mean anything. Uh, you don't necessarily need to have high THC. They've done studies on it, and it doesn't prove that you're going to get more of an effect with a higher THC than a lower. It's really more about the entourage effect and the strain itself. And It yeah. sounds like we need to do a whole episode on It's weed. crazy. I would, I don't, yeah, because I mean, to explain it, it's it's a lot like I I'm interested. You've, you've piqued my interest, so. Yeah. Maybe that could be uh, one of our bonus episodes Mm -hmm. this month or something. What I would like to do is find a strain um, and then, because I I did manage to get as part of some swag, like a little vape, tiny little vape pen. And it's really cute. And it's unfortunate because that company has stopped production right now. I don't know if they're going to come back or not. But um, either way, I'm not really somebody that wants to have a lot of uh, vaping or smoking or anything just Mm because it's not something I, I feel good about with my throat, my allergies and stuff like that. I just whatever but it's not i'm not judging anybody that does it um once in a while i like to do it i just prefer to do it other ways and if i find strains that i really like my goal is to incorporate it in things we can eat oh nice i'm really interested in exploring more and more cooking and baking with cannabis because like um i don't even know if there's really a restaurant here that does that yet but we can i can have my own little restaurant here you know what i mean like do it here and you know, at the barbecue. Draw the flavors and stuff like that, yeah. At the uh, barbecue I was at last weekend, mm-hmm. somebody brought a whole tray of pot brownies. Mm-hmm. And that's cool, but like, I, I I, mean, I'd like to branch out. I don't, I, I mean, brown. I've never even made brownies, you know? Like, the first thing that I did was my um, uh, dark chocolate, strawberry, and coconut um, pudding pops or not even like ice cream pops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well the base is coconut milk so i thought that was a really good idea to put yeah it was in. it was really good and i really enjoyed yeah. it but like i also wanted to get it into more complicated things i mean yeah i'd like to try like donuts or brownies or something but it seems like that's the thing everybody gravitates toward like i'd be really more interested in doing like main courses and entrees and stuff like that for sure but uh what i mean is that like Nowadays, it's it's not just like, oh, barbecue and beers, mm-hmm. like the whole culture shifting, especially now that it's legal. Um, and For it's sure. very common that I see all the time where uh, the old traditions of uh, like, like they say that, you know, normally when you get promoted at work, you take all the guys out for beer kind of thing. But like the culture is changing, like mm-hmm. guys aren't going out and drinking like every weekend and whatever. They're like. 
staying home and playing video games. I'm going to be like a bit of a party pooper here, though. Smoking weed. And nowadays, it's, it's actually fairly common that if you're going to host a party, you actually buy, like, a bunch of weed and stuff mm-hmm. and, and beers at the, as well. And you provide, like, both. Like, it's more and more common that I'm seeing that all over. Right. Except for, and here's the party pooper okay. part. I don't... Uh, I'm not going to, I don't want to condone the whole consumption. I'm not saying that I've never done it and people don't do it and whatnot, but you got to be aware that if you're going to be going to a party and people are bringing weed and people are bringing booze, you're opening the door, the person that's hosting the party, you know, you have to be careful with that because people just like you don't want a buddy going home and driving completely wasted drunk. Right. Um, you don't want somebody going home completely stoned and drunk either. That's like oh. a bad well, we combination. Are- and. At least yeah. at, at my parties, yeah, uh, yeah. we are very careful about and that I, kind of thing. I think most of the time people are, but now that because it's legal, there's a lot of people that don't realize that um, what th- what they can tolerate and that it can be different each time. And more importantly, if people bring in things like uh, desserts, like brownies and stuff to barbecues, like that's great, that's fun, that's awesome. But you need to be careful because a lot of people don't realize that it takes a while for that oh, to those, hit you. Oh, those people aren't driving. yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mean just in your case. I just mean anybody, anybody out there oh, that's yeah, new to sure. this thing. You know, I mean, we know somebody very well that took a bunch of stuff and they were like, oh, don't feel anything, ate a bit more. And then they were like completely, you know, marooned on their couch because they- Are you talking about me? No, oh. I'm not going to say any names. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm talking about somebody here that already was consuming and they- did the thing that you're not supposed to do, which is, oh, I don't feel it. And they didn't wait a little bit extra. And then the next thing you know, like everything hit them at once. They'd taken more edibles. They couldn't even get up to like go and get a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And that's not good, right? You don't want to. I know someone that ended up you know, completely naked it's, and it's out of awful, his mind. You know, and if it's the first time, it, like you end up, you know, like like being greenwashed is kind of like, I mean, green out and it's kind of gross, you know, like you just, well. Yeah, greenwashed is when a company is... I know. Like, okay. <laughs> well, maybe they're that too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, anyway, I'll save uh, my story you, about... Yeah, um, sorry. Uh, I don't... I rarely ever uh, get high, but when I do, no, I know, there are some stories. So we'll save that for the... You're a perfect example of somebody that ate too much and then yeah. didn't feel so hot afterwards. It kind of turned you off Thanks everything. to somebody's peer pressure. Listen... It was Elysia. Listen, I didn't know what you're, you're grown man. <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. So, um, mm, I didn't say, so BC Pink Kush. Oh. I just wanted to, to, to give a shout out to that. Um, and for anybody that cares, it's a it's an indica. And it's actually quite nice. I was really surprised. Yesterday I had some and um, it relaxed me, but not so much that I couldn't do anything. And indicas are usually like super chill and you want to like, kind of hang out and watch movie or just be all cozy or whatever but for me it just really knocked out the stress and anxiety that I was feeling in my shoulders like I kind of was able to let that go and focus on the tasks that I had to do and like get some laundry and stuff done and it was great and uh I didn't ever feel like oh my god I'm gonna pass out I'm so tired I can't do anything and it was really really surprising and I really liked it so that's that cool yeah so yeah we got a little something for everybody Mm-hmm. So before we get into the spooky stuff, I just wanted to give a shout out. Uh, I found uh, there's two podcasts I want to talk about. Okay. And this is going to be, it's not, it's not going to take a long time, but I, I have some stuff to say. All right. So the first one's from Ireland 
And I told her that I was going to shout out on our podcast. So we actually got our first um, episode downloads from Ireland, and I bet it's her. So Kara <laughs> uh, from Book of Leaves. Uh, it's a podcast about sustainable living and yes. being like eco-friendly. And she basically just, uh, every episode, she essentially interviews somebody that's involved in, you know, either sustainable living or something. And She's from Ireland? Yeah. Mm. Which also makes it really nice because to a North American ear, it can be sometimes very pleasant to listen to like a British accent or an Australian accent and yeah. specifically an Irish accent. Even our, my Google home voice is in the Irish uh, voice, I wonder, which, I, which I think is really cool. Yeah. She's always, well, it's kind of funny because she sounds speaks. sounds kind of Australian to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a weird accent that they have yeah. for the Google home and, and she sounds almost like um, like when I ask her to do things and then she's like, she says that she's going to do it or whatever. It almost sounds like she's like the headmistress of our household or something. <laughs> I talked to her this morning. I asked her how she was. Oh, yeah. What'd she say? She said, uh, I think she said she was fine and she All enjoys nominal. being here to ha- help. No, she answered me like a person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Every now and again, I'll like just, I don't know, just like ask her a question or whatever. I wonder, because I'd heard uh, some uh, on another podcast, they were talking about a drink that's really popular I can't remember if it was in Scotland or Ireland, but I'd be curious to know if she knew of it. It was called Iron Brew. Oh. I think that's how you say it. I might be saying it wrong, but it sounds delicious. It's some kind of like creamsicle-y or drink or soda, mm-hmm, cream soda mm-hmm. kind of drink. But um, they mentioned it on uh, Weed and Grub, so it's funny that you, well, unless she has no idea what I'm talking about, but it'd well, be interesting to know if she did. <laughs> it sounds we'll really good. <laughs> Cara, if you're listening, partypooperpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> let us know. Uh, anyway, Book of Leaves is a really cool podcast, um, not just because it's pleasant to listen to, but also um, because of all the interviews. So you get right. like these uh, insights, and she's actually really good at asking them all about stuff. So the episode I listened to was, it was about the Carrot's Tale. It's a vegan cafe and zero waste shop nice. in uh, in Ireland. And there was a guy, Sebastian, who's like one of the owners or something, uh, who runs it. And she was able to talk to him like the whole time about... Um, about starting up this cafe and it was really cool because it's a zero waste shop during the time of COVID. And then he was talking about how they had to adapt and minimize the amount of waste that they had, even though they had to switch to a completely like takeout model because of the rules and regulations and stuff. And um, he was also talking about how that exact coffee shop used to be another coffee shop. So they took it over, rebranded it and reopened it. And then you had all these regulars and stuff that used to go to the coffee shop that were still coming in, but then they would show up and they would be like, where's the eggs and bacon and stuff mm, and mm-hmm. whatever. And then it was, it was interesting to hear him talk about uh, winning hearts and minds or people just leaving right? and right. how that's like, how that's going and how um, in like a small town in Ireland, it's like, uh, you know, changing the perspectives of maybe some older people and some younger people and how that's... Cool. That's going. So it was actually a really cool episode. I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to more episodes. But the reason why I haven't is because of the next podcast I'm going to talk about. But uh, I will mention, though, go check out the Carrot's Tale on Instagram because they have so much yummy food. Mm. And unfortunately, it's all like super delicious food that I can't access because it's on the other side of the world. Yeah. And this is a problem that's been reoccurring because on another podcast, I heard about... 
uh, I wanted to mention Sacred Space uh, Cafe, and they're in Hebden Bridge, UK. Okay. And um, uh, yeah, Joey Carbstrong went and visited them and did oh, a, nice. a big tasting of their menu, and they had all the food right. out, and it, it was like that place has the most like crazy junk food, sickeningly oh. amazing, delicious burgers and oh, stuff. Man. Like they have so much stuff. And I, I watched a video of it. I was like drooling. And now, and then I followed oh, them on it Instagram. Sounds like Disgraceland. I think it's Disgraceland Bar in, in Toronto okay. that I think is like, it's like that. It's oh, kind did we of go like, there? No, we didn't. But we did go to, I think it was Hogstown. We had a really oh, yeah, good Hogstown. breakfast there. That was yeah. amazing. But I think Disgraceland Bar, I believe. And they have like all the, all the deliciously bad things you're not supposed to eat. <laughs> and not only is the food amazing, but it's cool because. Sacred Space is a cafe, but they're only like they created the cafe and everything simply to raise funds for their animal sanctuary. So That's it's like amazing. instead of it's instead of it being a business first, it's actually an animal sanctuary yeah, first that yeah, needed yeah, yeah. to figure out a way to generate revenue. And so the animal sanctuary opened up a cafe and then they are basically just using that to generate rent. But I mean, they're an amazing restaurant. Yeah. So now mm, my Instagram. That's a really good idea. For better or worse, my Instagram is full of crazy delicious yeah, junk, can't have. vegan junk food yeah but i put it on my google maps list so one day when i sail around the world i'm going to make sure to hit all the spots and we can take a yeah. train in yeah. to hebden bridge we really should we really should try to go to um i want to say even i'll live is it even i'll live in ottawa no Oh. In nanaimo oh in nanaimo okay is it even i'll live am i saying that wrong i think so i think that's correct I mean, it's a it's a really nice it's a it's a more fancier yeah, vegan restaurant. Yeah, it's just been so long that we haven't been there. We're definitely due to. Well, I mean, I'm not allowed to go right now down. because hmm. of because of COVID restrictions. Really? I, yeah, that's. I thought that was like no. It's the COVID. Okay, well, I'll let no you know. Point me being bummed out about it. It's <laughs> like okay. I can't do anything about it. So no problem. We'll just have to order some stuff from Very Good Butcher. <laughs> I did yesterday, actually. <gasps> I wanted to get a sweatshirt from there. Uh, I told I you. ordered some hot dogs for you. You suck. I told <laughs> you so bad I wanted to get a hoodie well, from We'll there. put another order in. It's not a big deal. Plus, it'll probably come faster because right now they're so busy. Their wait time is like five to six weeks mm-hmm. for food. So It's getting chilly here. I need, I need a little zip-up hoodie so I have the option to open and close. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Temperature be fluctuating over here. So that's it for that. But then the other podcast I wanted to mention is called 99% Invisible. I don't know how I haven't found this oh, podcast yeah, before. Oh, yeah, that's a great podcast. I like so that. So good. And um, I've probably listened to like 20 episodes in the last three days or something. I've just been mainlining it. I, I, I'm really envious of you. I went from being able to listen to all kinds of stuff to suddenly just doing crazy hours and not being able to listen to anything and when i do have time i like immediately need to listen to something related to what i'm doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah well alethea has been at work and i've been adjusting to being alone in the house <laughs> it's a nightmare here. i'm just like listening <laughs> to podcasts just so non-stop crazy. but I, I i've been doing dishes every day mm-hmm. and cooking and stuff it's been good um anyway 99 percent <laughs> invisible for anyone that doesn't know it's like a design and architecture podcast but they go into way more than you would ever imagine. And they're actually coming out with a book. Um, but the one... But the book won't be invisible. 
No, no, it won't. But it'll be ninety nine percent invisible. Just yeah, it'll be one percent visible. Right, exactly. Just enough to anyway. All right, so <laughs> to read it. Uh if I if I had to recommend one episode from that series, it would be episode four oh five. It's called Freedom House Ambulance Service. Have you heard that one? I don't I don't think so. It's I've fairly only, recent. I, okay, no, I haven't heard it's it. Like, I haven't listened to the last couple of ones. It's like five or six episodes old at this point. Um, it is really cool. It was such a story. So, based, and this goes into spookiness, a little creepiness. Uh, oh, nice. So, just imagine it's Pittsburgh, 1970. Mm-hmm. And back then, in all of like the world, basically, mm-hmm. uh, there are no ambulances. Right. That doesn't seem like that long ago. Well, it was probably like but, horse and buggy. As, well, okay, I don't want to say all over the world because I didn't actually research that. But I know that in the United in, in the United States, anyways, and probably Canada, uh, there were no ambulances. That well, like wasn't a thing. That word didn't exist. And what would happen is if if you were injured and you needed to go to the hospital and you called the authorities or whatever, um, and you absolutely couldn't get there on your own, what would happen is. Uh, you would usually have one of two options. One of them was the cops would come mm-hmm. and they would pick you up and throw you like in the back of a car or a truck or something. And that's it. like, no one would be with you. They would just throw your body in there and then just drive to the hospital and drop you off. But like no one was doing first aid on you. Right, or right. I get it. Anything. Yeah. Like if you were dead when you what got year there, is this? 1970. That wasn't that long ago. I don't, I, this seems not right because we've seen, you've seen footage of, of ambulances. So something doesn't, you, are you saying only in Canada? Because there's no, no in the, in the United States. No, I, no, that's, I don't believe that. You might be thinking the fire department. So perhaps the fire department could have given you a lift to the hospital or here's the creepy one. The other service that was tasked with bringing people to the hospital was morticians because at some point. The only people that were allowed to handle bodies were morticians, and so they would take a hearse I, and they would drive you to the hospital in the hearse. And then, if you were dead, then they could just then drive you straight to I've, the morgue. I'm struggling with this. I have seen stuff on TV, and it's like in black and white. And we obviously had color before 1970. Yeah, but not and, an ambulance. And it was a car, a white car with like the little white. Uh, square with the red cross in the okay. middle. Well, uh, go do your research like, and bring I wanna, it. I want to back you up on this, but it really seems unlikely. Well, I, I trust 99% I mean, invisible. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised in some places in Canada. But. I'm sure that they've done their research before they released their episode, and that's yeah. what they said. So Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. So here's the crazy thing. So Freedom House was a community like charity service, whatever mm-hmm. that was servicing. Uh, I don't even know what the right words are anymore, but um, uh, visible minorities. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I didn't had no idea what you were, what you were going to try to say. Yeah. And so they had this wagon and in the wagon, they had like a mobile grocery store because they were trying to make food more accessible right. to uh, like, underserved communities and stuff. And so what they eventually did was they took this 
this whole wagon concept and they eventually started using it as an ambulance because so many people would get hurt. Like they would be there already and they would start transporting them to the hospital. And they actually, there's like a whole crazy story, but the cliff notes version is the very first paramedics that ever existed before there were paramedics were a whole bunch of these black guys that got trained to be paramedics in Pittsburgh. And it was like a pilot project and it was this huge revolution at a time when like, I mean, even now there are people that are still super racist and don't want to be touched by someone of a different color or whatever. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, and they had to fight sometimes the police because the police didn't want to lose that tasking as part of their job or whatever. And so sometimes like the police wouldn't even tell them, they would like in like they just wouldn't call them because they wanted to go bring the person to the hospital and they would like be listening to the like the rate the police scanner and stuff and like intercepting the police uh radio messages and stuff to this try is to what year in the 1970s you're so, she's in so disbelief i i really am i'm like i'm like i can imagine the skits of little rascals with the like little ambulance in it and I just, I'm really struggling with it. It just seems really fucked up. I don't know what to say. I guess you could say that the military had the first ambulances in the sense that they would have had medical transport. Well, yeah, they used to literally come along with like their little cart and, you know, (laughs) scoop up the people. I'm not saying that I think that there were necessarily paramedics, like people paid to do it. But I feel like if there were nurses to deal with uh, the infirm, like, Mm-hmm. during the war, then for sure we would have something at least to truck, even if they only picked you up. But, right, but look at Mad Men. Those, those are like, your... Weren't there episodes, like... Okay, but those are your feelings, and we have the facts. Something so. does not. That's four years before I was born. I have a hard time believing that none of my sisters had any ambulance available to you, them. You should ask your mom. There's plenty of stuff in the past that we've had no idea was there. So anyway, that's why I found it so interesting. Mm-hmm. Go listen. Well, the to military th- had ambulances, so basically, Go. you're saying that us mere peasants, of it, citizens. Okay, but they didn't have ambulances. The they had uh, medical transport oh, vehicles. Oh, they had trucks with big freaking no. medical signs on them. They yes, threw they a cod on a jeep or that's something. Bullshit. They <laughs> had their. We, no way. No, but. Think about it. Think about what an ambulance is. See, you know I don't have my phone because it's plugged in being charged right now. No. I can't even Google to like. Think about rip. what an ambulance is, though. It's a vehicle specifically designed to transport right. uh, someone that's I'm injured. I'm just saying super The military basic didn't have that. truck with a sign slapped on the side of it. And it wasn't, it was used to like pick up, pe- okay, pick well, up people in distress. I'll be more than happy to talk about this with you once you've actually done <laughs> research. Like I have actually done research, so. Well, be careful using the term research. Okay, I have actually done information gathering, and I'm telling you what it is. So, all right, okay. go check out the episode. Okay. It's really cool, and it's also part of Black History. And uh, keep in mind, there's going to be a bunch of racism in that show, and you're going to get really upset at you know oh, stupid no. white people in the 1970s. But it is what it is, and it's better that the story is told. So, that's where paramedics came from, Pittsburgh you in the did 1970s. It, babe. You did your party pooping. I'm just warning people because it makes me sad when I hear those stories, yeah, but we have to hear them, you know? Of course. Um, other than that, uh, they have a bunch of other really cool episodes, but mm-hmm. like, you know, the origin of the stop sign and highways and how traffic laws, I find that stuff really interesting, but 
Um, they also have a series called Articles of Interest, and they talk about um, like the origin of wedding dresses, suits, knockoffs, uh, perfume, diamonds, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. That series is really, really good. I think the knockoffs one was the one I told you to listen to. That's yeah. the one I, I heard. I listened to it and I said, you need to hear this. It's yeah. crazy. The knockoffs one was really funny. I liked it. So, yeah. Um, so that's it. So, well, funny and kind of sad. I mean, um, for, for, right. you know. He was a criminal and he knew. Oh, wait. We're not talking about the same thing. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, yeah. Go check that out. Especially episode 405, Freedom House Ambulance Service. And now... I would like to tell you. Uh, oh, I had a recommendation. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Very quickly, because we are on Halloween, I have a recommendation. I don't know if I've mentioned Hollyweird Paranormal already on the podcast, but I thoroughly enjoy their stories. But the one that they just released is actually really good. It talks about, um, uh, she, they're talking with somebody that works at the Warner Brothers, has worked and works at the Warner Brothers and the Paramount Lots and I believe another one, maybe Universal, I'm not sure. And the stories that she has from there, and it's really freaking cool, like super cool. You know, they didn't have any Halloween before 1970. Dope. <laughs> and just so you know, I believe it was at uh, one of the offices at, oh shit, I want to say Warner's. Anyways, wherever they were doing Lucifer, there was a lot of crazy stuff going on there. So what's the name of the show? Hollyweird? Hollyweird Paranormal. Okay. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then the other one, um, unfortunately, because I thought I would have my phone in front of me and I forgot and I went to charge it. So I'm pretty sure it's the Canna Insider, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I think that's what I remember you saying. And it was about the um, today's episode that was released. They were talking about CBD drinks and how big it's becoming. And it was really interesting because uh, they, um, like the the guy that they have, I think it's backyard backyard drinks or backyard soda or something. Anyways, uh, basically they were interviewing him, and it was just about how big this whole CBD thing is becoming, and you know how restaurants uh, would start to consider having more CBD drinks to make mocktails with because think about it like how many times do you how many times have you gone somewhere and you're like I can't drink I'm gonna go buy a fake beer well a non-alcoholic beer or whatever to have in my hand and like being able to offer these like CBD cocktails to somebody you're not gonna get high from it and there's no mocktail store and there's no alcohol content in it but like they're just really delicious and they're just really you know like there's it's only beneficial to you. It's not going to, um, well, I'm not, not a, I'm not a good you. example because the military has straight out said that, uh, they consider CBD a, a cannabis product. So for sure, it but doesn't I mean, matter. You're not going to reg- you're not going to be, you're not going to get high from it. And like, like, it's just, it's silly because I mean, that's like saying to somebody, we're going to start testing you to see if you had some coffee today because you had the jitters and then what, they're going to have a special test just to locate CBD. I mean, there is a little teensy, 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 tiny bit uh-huh. 
that can always be there of THC. You can never, com- you know, get rid of hey, completely. I'm, but it's just ridiculous to make that rule. That just goes to show I'm, how that I'm they not don't defending, understand. I'm not defending the rule. I'm just saying that anyway. I'm, I'm the kind of person that follows the rules, and that's what the rule is. But so. you need to know, oh my Lord, you need to know your rights, and you need to know when people are just going right off the deep end for something that they don't understand. Like You don't have any rights when you it's no, the military. It, it's... <laughs> But I saw I gave away those rights. So then you know what I forbid you. They forbid you to have uh, any chamomile tea because that's a very calming herbal tea, and maybe you're gonna have it, and you're gonna you're gonna be so calm that you're gonna fall asleep. At the <laughs> like literally, come on. Hey, don't man. put any ideas in their head, please. <laughs> I'm gonna take tea away too. You bet. You you know you better watch your carbs, cause like. I mean, oh, and turkey. No, no tryptophan for you. We got to stay away from all that stuff because well, they don't have to worry about make me. you sleepy. Actually work. You, you shouldn't work ever because that could make you sleepy for when the next time you, you go into work. That's, a, that's actually an interesting <laughs> idea. Is there, does tryptophan exist in any plant foods? Like, is it possible um, to I get tryptophan? I feel like I saw that you can get tryptophan from something other than like foul meat and i mean like turkey mm-hmm, meat, mm-hmm. not not fat well i mean yeah it's foul if you're eating meat that's just foul but right. I mean, you know what i mean but that would be funny if you found the ingredient that has tryptophan and then you included it as part of your vegan thanksgiving I've, roast just oh, to simulate okay i that, get it that get thanksgiving it. experience well, I mean, you could just eat a ton of fucking food and you're gonna be tired <laughs> that's usually what probably happens to most people they've had a glass of something and stuff their gullets full of stuff mm-hmm. no wonder you're tired dude oh and on that note uh for anybody that's listening from around the world uh i should mention that canadian thanksgiving is this monday october 12th so in case you didn't know happy canadian thanksgiving to you Oh, I just realized all that work I was just doing on the schedule. I forgot that October 11th is a holiday. <laughs> what a try. October 12th. October 12th is a holiday. What day is that? Monday. Oh. Okay, so. Okay, but. Spooky stuff. I've got a spooky place in Victoria. And Victoria, BC, because I did some research on uh, research. You're going to, you're killing me with this research thing. I'm going to use the word. Whether you like it or you not. You investigate. <laughs> I did some research on spooky places around us, and I couldn't really find too much that was interesting to talk about in Comox Valley. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you hear some more stuff. I did hear a little bit. Okay. Well, you can tell me after. After, yeah, for sure. So I did find a whole bunch of places in Victoria. Mm-hmm. And that's a really old city, and they've got a ton of old buildings and stuff. Um, but the one I picked out to talk about is the Gatsby Mansion. So it says here that the Queen Anne-style home of the Pendre family is still haunted by a father and son. And William J. Pendre had built a soap factory on sacred Songhees burial land. Mm-hmm. And then the soap factory burned down the day it was set to open. Mm-hmm. And then he rebuilt a new factory on the same site. But this time, he installed pipes in the ceiling for a sprinkler system. Okay. And then, guess what? A pipe came loose and smashed him on the head, killing him instantly. Oh, shit. And then, uh, one of his sons was also killed when he was thrown by a horse. And so, people that stay in room 15, apparently, which was the Gatsby Mansion's honeymoon suite, are often terrified by a floating head disrupting their sleep. Oh, my God. 
but yeah, it's got, it's got a couple different. So it's still there. Oh yeah. And it's like, it's this, uh, like white Victorian home. Like it looks pretty, it looks very pretty, but I'm sure at night it looks kind of creepy. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. But so what, it's like a bed and breakfast now? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I guess hotel? they said that, yeah, people that stay in room 15. So it must, must be well, a hotel or a, a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. But I just thought, you know, it had, it had all the pieces, you know, like yeah. sacred burial ground. Well, actually suspicious that murders, book that you gave me or, about haunted Vancouver Island. I mean, it's all about mo- most of it is about uh, stuff that's happened on, on land that didn't belong to the people that had started to build stuff there, which is almost like everything, you know? So maybe it was like stories to scare people from doing uh, things. I would actually go with it's either true or that there are people there that are um, helping those stories to propagate by maybe doing things to. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. Because mm-hmm. you're defending your own land. So I'm not going to say that I don't I, I don't judge anybody for that because. It's pretty like they got this shit into the deal, but um, well, murder is murder, though. Oh, murder! Murder! The guy got thrown by a horse, or did he? And in the case of the sprinkler thing, let's just say if that was somebody that uh, was messing around with the sprinkler thing, they sabotage. They they it it would be more like a, uh not even not even intent it would just be vandalism probably or like manslaughter uh, manslaughter yeah anyway i think that it was um which is still awful sorry not so i i'm not like condoning anything it's just a difficult subject but even if even if there was a pure accident right there could still be a ghost yeah, I'm saying, I'm not saying there's not a ghost. I immediately am going to like, spirits are very angry and they have a right to defend their their land. Like there's been a lot of bloodshed and a lot of unfair things that have happened in a lot of these native lands. They're just like basically ripped from the people that really own it. And so like, I can't imagine that even if you don't think that you have the ability to be like, I'm going to come back and get you. Just that energy from all that negativity and hurt and pain and loss. And I just think that that would be enough to kind of create not great things happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't believe in any of that, but I appreciate the sentiment and I appreciate the fact that us as emotional beings Mm -hmm. would be sensitive to the idea of strong emotions and, people that are wronged and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think our brains are kooky and they imagine things and see things. And we don't even use the full capacity of our brain, you know, especially at nighttime because, you know, we don't have great night vision and our, I feel like our brains fill in the blanks when there's nothing like when it's dark and stuff or there's like sounds and, you know what I mean? I guess, but I mean, if you're seeing a floating head, your eyes are going to eventually adjust to the dark and you're <laughs> going to realize that you're either seeing something well, very disturbing. I, I would hope that the floating head would be emitting light to help you light up the room and see it, you know? Yeah, unless they were looking at it through a doorway and it was like just outside the doorway. But like, who knows? Maybe in room 15 of the Gatsby house, like the walls were painted with some kind of thing and that, oh, that well, chemical yeah, was yeah, off-gassing yeah, yeah. and I giving mean, them hallucinations that's, or that's something. That's true. That's also true. 
you know? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. There's been lots of stuff like that. Even just, um, things like a lot of electronics and Freon and things like that, that have all caused people to hallucinate aside from the lead and paint and asbestos and walls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Um, and then because Calgary still our number one city, (laughs) Yeah, I decided I decided to pick a a place in Calgary. So there's also a ton of spooky haunted places in Calgary. Yeah, I know. Actually, when we were driving from Quebec to here, I was looking at places that we could potentially see, but it was difficult because, like, you know, it was either out of the way or they didn't have dogs or anything like that. So Mm. it made it a little bit difficult to not have dogs. Sorry, they didn't permit dogs, so it was kind of hard to to plug that into our trip. So there's a place in Calgary called Heritage Park where there's like a bunch of old buildings. Mm-hmm. And there's a place there called Prince House. And it looks kind of like a regular home. Like it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's kind of like beige regular, with a very brown. large home. Yeah. A very well to do home, not just a regular home. Right. Well, so that's the thing. Regular for the one percent. <laughs> so this guy Peter Anthony Prince built and managed the Eau Claire sawmill in Calgary. Um, and while he was successful in business, he had a lot of loss when it came to love. Oh no! So his first wife, Margaret, died of diabetes in that house, and then his second wife, Emma, died of tuberculosis. And then his third wife, Rosa, uh, suffered from cancer. Um, and his fourth wife, Emily, did outlive him. Because mm-hmm. he was probably getting tired and old by that point. For sure. Um, but they say that the uh, spirits of the previous wives may have remained in the house even to this day. And staff and visitors at, at the park have reported many strange occurrences in the home including female apparitions in the windows, bright lights shining out of the windows on the third floor where there's no electricity. Um, security guards have also told unusual tales. Um, in, in, there was apparently a security guard that had a guard dog, and they would mm-hmm. do the rounds around Heritage Park, and the dog would always pull away and want to cross the street before crossing that house. Oh, wow. So that's crazy. If anything creeps me out, it's like if an animal, like a dog reacts to something. What's the reasoning for all that stuff? Like what has been the uh, cause, like the suspected cause? I don't know. Maybe, maybe the whole point is that there was already like a malevolent spirit there and it caused like the deaths of all of his wives through different things. Or maybe there was something sinister or maybe... I don't even know if anything sinister has to happen in order to have a ghost. It, yeah, it's weird because it's like they died of diseases. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a a typical ghost that's like doing something to hurt you or scare Like a hurt you would be more like a poltergeist activity. This is kind of like a, I don't know, unless it was something like, you know, like the one that died of diabetes. Did it make her want to like just eat crazy amounts of junk food or like sugar and then she got you know what i mean and then yeah. the one that died of cancer it like got in her head and made her want to like do stuff that i don't know it's weird it's weird it's like jinxed almost is what yeah. i would think of it's like a hex is on it yeah that's the kind of feeling i had huh it just makes you it just seems kind of weird it's a yeah. co- weird coincidences yeah 
Um, yeah. Anyway, Heritage Park has a bunch of other buildings there and a lot of spooky stuff. And they have um, they have like a Halloween event every year. So I don't know what's going on this year with COVID mm. and stuff, but yeah, maybe, maybe a virtual event or something. Check that we out. should actually check out to see what kind of virtual events are going around. Yeah. And, um, oh gosh, what was I going to say? Uh, we did a ghost walk around here. Oh yeah. Yep. So it was mostly like, it was something that the military did on base and they, they took like a bunch of people around for the Halloween walk and told us spooky stories about like, uh, around in the neighborhood mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. mostly it was cool because it was like first, uh, well, secondhand, it was secondhand stories. So it was all stories collected from like the staff that have worked Right on the base or near the base or whatever over the last several decade or whatever. Yeah, and they would say weird things like, "There was that one about the uh, bathroom and how oh the toilet would keep flushing by itself." Yeah, the toilet, yeah. and then like they were talking to the spirit, and then like it wouldn't flush or it would flush. Yeah. Like, well, she oh. would say, "I think good morning" or whatever, yeah. and then it would stop. Yeah, it was. I don't know. It was. It was, it was part cool. of part of I you like was that. like, "Oh, that seems like a coincidence," but then another part of you is like. It does seem kind of too coincidental, though. Like, what do you mean coincidence? Like how it's like, oh well, maybe the automatic flusher thing was just no, they, on hiatus. No, I think they did not have like, automatic at that time. That was the whole thing. Oh well, then maybe maybe it was spookier than I thought. So, but yeah, it was mostly like janitors and stuff, like yeah. hearing things and seeing things. And yeah, there were a few volunteers I think that said when they were there by themselves, they they could hear somebody walk. There's nothing upstairs, and they would hear people walking yeah because it used to be something else but that's cool i actually heard that the um place where i'm working uh there's a restaurant next door and the restaurant in that corner above it it used to be something else another kind of restaurant but there were rooms upstairs and apparently there's like an old lady that um is always like yelling and very angry and actually now that i think about it because of what's been mentioned to the person that's always yelling and screaming downstairs uh, that works at one of the businesses down there, it kind of makes me wonder if he's somehow affected by by that. Oh. Yeah. And then there was, like, uh, somebody that I used to work with had mentioned to me that they went, I can't remember if it was in Campbell River or somewhere, and they stayed at this place, and... Um, it used to be like a, or it was a summer camp, and she remembers going to bed one one night, well, going to bed, lying on her bed, and she was reading or something, and she had heard the stories, but she really didn't believe in any of that stuff, and then she felt the weight of the bed as if somebody was sitting, so she started to turn her head halfway, and she realized that there was nobody there, and she didn't want to freak out and get scared because she was adamant that she didn't believe in any of this stuff. So she just turned around and she just kept saying out loud, there's nobody there, there's nobody there, there's nobody there. Oh, boy. Yeah, and then... Yeah, when you have to resort to talking to yourself out loud, yeah, that's when you know that you're really scared. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool story. And apparently the mining museum in Cumberland has some activity. I wouldn't mind going to check that out. Oh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be creepy, especially if like there's still like a, an old tunnel or something. Yeah, to go check out or something kind of gives you that like claustrophobic underground feeling, <laughs> you know? You know that claustrophobic underground feeling that you crave. 
What? No. Like your heart is just like getting squeezed by these two cold, clammy hands. What? All the walls are closing in on you. Oh, my God. You're dripping sweat. I don't want to go now. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Cool. I'm going to keep my mind open a little bit. And, uh, I mean, I don't want to yeah. get scared, but. Well, I've got stories that might scare you. We'll see. But probably not because, you know, you maintain you don't believe in any of it, so. I know, but, like, even, uh, I don't know what it is, but, like, you know that I hate scary movies. And Alicia mm-hmm. loves scary movies. And I just, there's It's something- a love-hate relationship. I, it's, it really is. It, I have, there's, because di- there's different kinds of scary movies, right? Yeah. Like, and what you might call scary, I might just call they're gory or they're Yeah, like, I think, like, gory slasher movies know, are like, just lame. But you like, know, but, like, it's. The stuff that has to do with the paranormal, a la Blair Witch, a la paranormal, uh, activity. paranormal activity, you know, that kind of stuff. And like super heavy alien shit. That's that really, it does scare me yet. I, I, I don't. And like possession stuff that freaks me out because there's just something about. About, I think it's because it has that religious tie to it and it just really it's that scares me. Yeah, religious stuff can be kind of creepy. Yeah. But yeah, just the thing is, even though I know it's a movie and I know that I'm like watching a movie and that it's not real, mm-hmm. I still can't help but get scared. For sure. You know, and it like. But you don't even like thrillers that have nothing to do <sighs> with, with anything that's paranormal. Yeah. I, you I, know, like yeah. psychological thrillers, you, you don't like it. It's like you don't like to think that somebody could be that nuts or like. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't use the word nuts. Like somebody mentally that's unstable, unha- um, unstable, um, or that there are people out there that really don't have the control over their. Yeah, um, it's hard to confront. Are not that. exercising control over their uh, their actions. That's actually even maybe more scary because yeah, then you're sure, you're watching reality. someone that yeah that you know. Totally and I think you don't like you don't like it when we'll be watching something and I'll say. Wow, you'll be like, wow, that's a stretch. And I'll be like, that actually totally could happen. Like, it's not, sorry, I keep pounding. My, I, I'm talking with my hands, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, that's the thing. It totally can happen. Like, and it's always a thing. Probably won't, but totally could. And that's what's scary. Right. And, and then you hear a story and you're like, whoa. The other part that I hate about scary movies is that usually as the viewer, they let you in on information that the mm-hmm. characters don't have. Exactly. And then the entire time you're like screaming at them like. Yeah. Not just the information don't that they don't up. have, but also don't you're not way. in that situation. So you're going by your, your you're not reacting. You're, re, you're resolving or responding. They're reacting because it's like the moment. So they don't have the calm time to stay. Be like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this now. Or I what? know, but it's just so frustrating to see them do things. Then you're like, no, why would you do that? Or like, why are you doing this or that or whatever? For and sure. it's just, it may, it's like, it's so gut-wrenchingly. But then you like, got it. you take it as, therefore, knowing that that's how somebody may act in a moment, I can learn from this and this is how I will act if this were to ever happen. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> I'll probably still muck it up anyway. Yeah, I know. It's It's just easy to... To say that and not do it, but I get you. I get you. Yeah, and I just I don't know. Like, can't help myself, but to scares the shit out of me. But I still watch. <laughs> well, anyway, we're working hard on our vampire movies, mm-hmm. and we'll be making time with Clayton soon to record uh, 
whole bunch of stuff about vampires. Yeah, soon. we got to figure out a way with my schedule for us to like actually watch mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. some stuff. So hopefully we won't be late next week for our episode. Right. And thanks for listening. Um, do you have a songs? Yeah, I was going to ask you. Do you have a song for today? Oh yeah, um, I do. It's uh, "Dancing in the Moonlight" by Alt J. Is that for the cozy purpose? Cozy poopers playlist. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I but I'm realizing we need a moody poopers. Oh, you're coming around. Well, because I like a lot of electronic, and it's just very chill, or it's really like like moody and. But I think our definition moody is different. Yours is more angst moody. So we actually might need two different. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. We'll figure it out yeah. uh, for now. Uh, the cozy poopers. My cozy poopers pick is going to be Sedona by Hound, Houndmouth. Okay. So, yeah, I just really like that song. It's kind of a laid back song, chillaxing song. And yeah, so Sedona by Houndmouth. So yeah, you can find, uh, there's going to be a link in the show notes to our Spotify playlist for Cozy Poopers. Okay. And you can also just look up our Happy Poopers playlist too, if you feel like partying instead of chilling. Mm-hmm. And if you have any suggestions, please let us know. And you can find us on Instagram at Party Pooper Podcast. And you can always send us an email at PartyPooperPodcast at gmail.com. And last thing, if you're take your B12. <laughs> oh my God. I Actually, didn't even mention. You should take your D3 also. Cause it's starting to get that time. Right. But I, um, I, I, all right, this is going to be really quick, but my, yeah, take your B12 and my vegan tip of the week is liquid smoke. So liquid smoke yes, is something that you can buy. Delicious. Comes in a tiny little bottle. It's exactly what it says. Use sparingly. Um, but yeah, like a I liquid puff of smoke comes out when you No, well it. no, it's it's liquid, but it yeah, it smells like a hickory yeah, smoky. It's got a hickory. Well actually you can get different different uh, flavors now. I didn't realize. Oh okay, that. cool, cool. There's hickory and there's there's original or something. So it's really Chipotle. good to put uh, on no, it's um, green original, something like that. To use when you're cooking like tempeh, when you're yeah. making a chili, when you're everything. Um, yeah. Everything. Just, it's like a Frank's kind of thing. Instead of being spicy, it's hickory ish. But use it sparingly. Yeah, because like it one, takes a little drop. And it can be pretty potent. Yeah, just like one tilt of the bottle. And it also means that you don't need to use a ton of salt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and maybe two tilts of the bottle if you're making like a big thing of chili or something or whatever. But uh, it's awesome. You buy one bottle, like lasts you a whole year. And it, uh, yeah, really helps. I think it's about time to go. Don't propagate stereotypes. No Canadians. No, a boot. Like... (laughs) Like it's Halloween. Like no, but now, now you sound your now you sound like you're from Thunder Bay or something. All right, then we should go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, see you next time. Oh, but oh, I was gonna say, <laughs> I was gonna, I was trying to say um, that if you want to talk about boring financial stuff, then just I I did a whole side thing. I record boring financial personal finance stuff on the Patreon page. Okay. They're public posts. You don't need to sign up to Patreon and pay anything, uh, but I'm just posting them over there to keep them separate. So I just wanted to put it out there again, just in case anybody wants to go check it out. Now I'm done. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.